Hey y'all, welcome to the Girlfriend's Guide to Sports podcast. My name is Claire Coles, and this is your weekly update. It's Monday, May 9th. Let's start with what you missed over the last week, and then we'll move on to what to watch this upcoming week in the world of sports. Okay, this week ought to be a quick one as I feel like I did a really good job of narrowing down these stories and then we've got a lot to watch this upcoming week. So to start us off, we're going to the world of baseball. On Thursday night, man, it was a crazy night for the New York Mets. After being down 7-1 to one in the ninth inning and originally the New York team was down 7-0 to zero, but they did score a run in the sixth. But literally 7-1 to in the ninth inning, it looked to be a sad evening for them. However, unlike the other 330 times that the Mets have trailed by six runs in the final inning, the New York team came back to score seven runs and take the game over the Phillies. It all started with an infield single before Lindor sent the ball over the fence for a two-run homer, and that just began the onslaught that was the ninth inning. Needless to say, the Phillies were flabbergasted, and it is one of the greatest comebacks we've seen in the MLB history for a while. The MLB is also planning on playing regular season games in London. This will be in 2023, 24, and 26. So if you're asking yourself, have we done this before? Yes, the Yankees and the Red Sox actually played in London in 2019, but obviously games have been canceled pretty much since then for obvious reasons. This year in July, we will have the MLB Home Run Derby at London's Crystal Palace Park, which is obviously where the Premier League team plays. Moving on to the NBA, it is just uncanny how evenly split these teams are. It is seriously crazy. The Suns and the Heat both took a 2-0 and start over the Mavericks and the 76ers before the Mavericks and 76ers came back to even the series last night. So both the Suns and the Heat went 2-0, and and then the Mavericks and 76ers went 2-0, and and now those two series are tied. John Morant went off on Tuesday to even the Warriors Grizzly series. He scored 47 points in that game, including the final 15 points. The Bucks and the Warriors then won on Saturday to make their series two and one over the Celtics and the Grizzlies respectively. Although the Celtics were less than one second away from overtime and it was a crazy like ball batted around all near the basket just didn't go in until right after the buzzer went. The Grizzlies were not even close to that on Saturday night, though. They got beat by 30. And actually, Morant is ruled out for Monday night's game. So that is super important going forward, as obviously he is one of their most prolific scorers. Nuggets center Nikola Jokic has been voted the NBA's MVP for the second year in a row. And his stats from this year are actually better than last year when he won it the first time. He became the first player to have 2,000 points, 1,000 rebounds, and 500 assists in just one season. Draymond Green was fined $25,000 for a gesture to the Grizzlies fans earlier this week. However, it's a little ironic because it also came up on Sunday night because CP3, who's Chris Paul, 
had words about that because his family was being harassed in Dallas by a fan there. That fan did get thrown out, but it's still ironic. And CP3 made a comment about it on Twitter that you're fining players for words and gestures, but literally his family got like pushed and his wife was had hands on her and it was all kinds of nastiness. So I'm sure we'll not be the last we'll hear of that. Just a quick announcement on Monday Night Football for NFL season. There will be two games on Monday Night Football on the second week of regular season. That will be a doubleheader with the Bills hosting the Titans and then the Eagles at the Vikings. That will be on ESPN and ABC. This is a big deal because the Bills and the Titans came down to literally the last couple of seconds of the game and was one of the best matchups of the year. So those were announced today. In the golf world, Max Homa captured his fourth PGA Tour title at the Wells Fargo Championship this weekend. Now, the Wells Fargo Championship is usually held at Quail Hollow in North Carolina. However, this time it was held at TPC Potomac because Quail Hollow is getting ready to host the President's Cup later this year. Homa's final round was two under, and this was enough to give him a two-shot lead after a week of very steady play. He is now one of just four golfers to have won multiple times this season. Now, girlfriend, hashtag girlfriend hint here. Remember that the PGA Tour season actually starts in September. So that's why he won in September one of the first tournaments out the gate, and that's why he is a multiple-time winner this season. I would be remiss and would not be doing y'all justice if I did not cover the Kentucky Derby. Obviously, I did a post over the weekend on what vocab to know, betting hints, what some of the favorite horses were, all of that. That was posted this weekend, and obviously, I got to cover it because I hope you put money on the long shot because it never happens, <laughs> or it's happened only one other time really before, but the 80 to 1 odd rich strike came away with the W at the Kentucky Derby and it wasn't even in the race until Friday when Ethereal Road scratched. So the favorites Epicenter and Zandon were fighting at the front at what was a very fast paced race. As a matter of fact, the announcer when we got about half a mile in was like, whoa, blistering pace. And Rich Strike literally came from back to the front and it was blistering just right at the end and just came on so strong. It was absolutely crazy to watch. If you didn't watch it, there is a link on the blog post. So please be sure to watch it because it definitely lived up to its name of the most exciting two minutes in sports. The only time a winner had longer odds was back in 1913 with Donna Rail at 91 to 1 odds. So that is if you bet $2 on Rich Strike to win, you won $160. And I actually saw on my Instagram that somebody knew someone who put $1,000 on it. So that made them a lot of money. Moving along to motorsports, again, kind of another sport I don't usually cover, but Max Verstappen won Miami's debut Formula One race on Sunday. It was a super celeb studded event, and the podium was even given football helmets as it was like right around uh, Hard Rock Stadium, which is where the Dolphins play. 
Remember that Verstappen is the reigning world championship. But this year, Formula One has actually made changes to some of the rules that their cars have to abide by. So that's why this is a whole new ball game. You know, last year I did a post and a podcast over Formula One and it was Max Verstappen versus Lewis Hamilton. And that was... Red Bull versus Mercedes, but this year Mercedes is not doing too hot. So Lewis Hamilton got sixth and the other Mercedes driver was actually fifth and Ferrari is back up near the top. They actually finished second and third. And as a matter of fact, second was actually Leclerc was actually gaining on Verstappen as we were kind of coming to the end of the race. So it's a very different year and that's why you're seeing different cars at the front this time. Not a whole lot going on for Olympic sports, really just a sense of deja vu because China is, again, canceling sporting events due to COVID-19. They've actually canceled some track meets that are a part of the Diamond League calendar. Luckily, we've had some events get added there, too, but the Asia Games have also been postponed, and they were supposed to be in Beijing later this year. Hate to end it on a bad note, but that was pretty much what was going on in the Olympic sports realm. Moving on to what to watch this upcoming week, we've got a couple of games for the MLB on TV just for Tuesday, Wednesday, Saturday, and Sunday. And then obviously lots of games in the NBA. So Monday night, we go back to game four, finishing up game fours. The Celtics at the Bucks at 6.30 on TNT. Milwaukee leads that series two to one. And then the Grizzlies at the Warriors at nine, also on TNT. And Golden State leads that 2-1. Then we have Game 5s begin on Tuesday. The 76ers at the Heat at 6.30 on TNT. And the Mavericks at the Suns at 9 on TNT. Remember, both of those series are tied 2-2. Two and two. Wednesday, then we'll see the comeback of the Bucks at the Celtics at 6. And the Warriors at the Grizzlies at 8.30, both on TNT. Game sixes begin on Thursday. The Heat at the 76ers at 6 p.m. on ESPN. And then the Suns at the Mavericks at 8.30, also on ESPN. Those will be played because we already know that since the series is tied to two. However, Friday's game sixes are if necessary. That's the Celtics at the Bucks, And that is to be determined time, but both on ESPN. And the Grizzlies at the Warriors. Again, timing is TBD, but both on ESPN. Saturday, we have a little bit of a break, and then we have three Game 7s on Sunday, if necessary. All timing and channels are TBD, but those will be the Bucks at the Celtics, the 76ers at the Heat, and the Mavericks at the Suns. This week, the PGA Tour actually comes to Dallas, and they will be at playing at the Byron Nelson. This will be round one on Golf Channel at 3 p.m. on Thursday. Same with round two on Friday. Then on Saturday, round three will be at noon on Golf Channel, then changing over to 2 p.m. on CBS. We also have the PGA Championship preview. That will be at noon on CBS because that will be next week. Then on Sunday, we have actually the LPGA Tour Founders Cup final round will be at noon on CBS. Before, and then we have the Byron Nelson final round. That will be at noon on Golf Channel and then moving over to CBS at 2. Okay, I know I don't cover it in my What You Missed over the last week, but I am going to cover it here. Remember that the Stanley Cup playoffs are in session. So like I said, lots to watch this upcoming week. But we go to game fours are on Monday. The Panthers at the Capitals at 
6 p.m. on TBS, then the Rangers at the Penguins at 6 p.m. on ESPN, the Avalanche at the Predators at 8.30 on ESPN, and the Flames at the Stars at 8.30 on TBS. Currently, the Capitals are leading 2-1, to one, the Pe- Penguins are leading 2-1, to one, the Avalanche are actually leading 3-0, to zero, so they have a chance to sweep the series on Monday night, and then Dallas leads 2-1. to one. Game fives will begin on Tuesday with the Bruins at the Hurricanes at 6 p.m. on ESPN, the Lightning at the Maple Leafs at 6.30 on ESPN2, the Blues at the Wild at 8.30 on ESPN, and the Kings at the Oilers at 9 on ESPN2. And get this, all four of those series are tied to two. So it is crazy in the NBA and it is crazy over in the NHL. So, and then we'll have game fives on Wednesday. Then uh, game sixes will begin Thursday and Friday, and Fridays will be if necessary. Then same for game sevens. That will be Saturday and Sunday. All TBD timing, TBD uh, channel, all if necessary. So be sure to check back and get those updated times. But again, I don't really want to bore everybody because we really don't follow hockey a ton. Um, it is not my strong suit. So, but I do want you to know that those are going on and it's all kinds of craziness and even series as well over there. We have some Olympic sports this week on, or this weekend on Saturday and Sunday, we actually have lacrosse, the NCAA men's tournament first round will begin on Saturday. That will be TBD on TBD. It will be on an ESPN network, but it will not, it timing is not announced yet. On NBC, we actually have equestrian being competed at noon on Saturday. And then on Sunday, you can get some swimming at 2 p.m. also on NBC. Then we've got a couple of soccer games, including two MLS games on Sunday, Atlanta versus New England, and then Seattle Sounders versus Minnesota. That will be both on ESPN. And then this weekend, another major headline is we have the softball conference championship weekend. So Actually, the first one to begin is the SEC. We have a play-in game between South Carolina and Texas A&M. That will be on Tuesday at 6 p.m. on SEC. Then you have the Big Ten, the SEC, and the ACC all beginning their tournaments really in full swing on Wednesday. For more details, you can check out the blog. I'm not going to bore you because there's a lot of games going on. And then same on Thursday, but then you start to add the Big 12, which the Big 12 currently holds the favorite number one Oklahoma. So, of course, I got to drop that in. They will not be in action until Friday, which will be semifinals. So on Friday, I will kind of go over these because it's important. So the first semifinal will be the ACC at noon on ACC on ACC channel. And then same, the other semifinal will be at 2.30. The Big 12 tournament semifinal, it'll be Oklahoma versus a to-be-determined team at 1 on ESPNU. And then the other semifinal is TBD versus TBD at 4 p.m. The Big 10 tournament semifinals will be at 1 on Big 10 Network and then at 4. And then the SEC tournament semifinals will be at 2 and 4.30 on a to-be-determined channel. On Saturday, we do have four of those tournament finals. The ACC final will be first at noon on ESPN2, followed by the Big Ten tournament final at noon on Big Ten Network. The Big 12 tournament final will be at 2 on ESPN2, and the SEC tournament final would be at 4 
on a to be determined channel. All of that leading to what softball considers their selection Sunday. That will be who makes the NCAA postseason. Remember, we go through regionals and super regionals before we get to the College World Series. So that's kind of how that works. And that those teams will be announced Sunday. That will be at 6 p.m. on ESPN2. See, I didn't want to make it misleading by saying it was going to be a short episode because I knew there were a lot of sports going on this weekend with NBA playoffs, Stanley Cup playoffs, and entering the postseason for softball. We've got a lot going on, so be sure to check out the blog, The Girlfriend's Guide to Sports, to stay up to date, and I hope to catch you all next week.